0: Behind the Shades. Hi, my name is Bayon Lay Arashi. I am a Nigerian immigrant. I came to the United States uh, early 2015, February 2015 to be precise. Um, I came hopefully, hoping to um, have a better life uh, just like many other immigrants in the past. I'm the first-generation immigrant from my own family. Um, I'm a leadership coach. Uh, Leadership is a very personal subject, Uh, but before I move into leadership coaching, uh, I'm a broadcaster. I've been in broadcasting since 1999 after uh, my technical college education um, in Nigeria. I work with uh, two of the biggest uh, broadcast channels in Nigeria. Uh, And I covered a couple of Africa Cup of Nations as a sports broadcaster, because sports was my uh, personal area of focus. Uh, I cover live soccer events. We call it football, but Americans love to call it soccer. Uh, That's my training. And also, I'm an entrepreneur. I started um, a soccer academy called Midas Football Academy in 2008. After traveling across the world and Africa, I've been very fortunate to Um, be discovered and be mentored by uh, people that were able to discover me and that were able to pour into my life. And I'm hoping that because those people poured into my life, I can also pay it forward by pouring into other young men as well. Um, Since I've been in the United States and I couldn't find broadcasting job because, excuse me, I could not probably have more education because I saw that the system, how it plays uh, here that um, for you to get more education, you don't have to pick out a loan. I'm not a fan of that. Um, so I choose a different path. Um, I have, I did some odd jobs when I came in, Amazon, FedEx, um, name them. And finally, I found myself in criminal justice system um, and uh, work in the criminal justice uh, over the, almost almost for seven years now. Uh, Also, I do soccer refereeing as a way for me to get into the sport I'm very passionate about, Um, just doing a freelancing, uh, helping young uh, guys to mentor them on the soccer field and make them a better person. And my work in the criminal justice further confirmed my own purpose um, that, okay, this is what I'm meant for, to be able to mentor all the younger people. And that was what inspired me to start developing to start developing my leadership skills uh reading a lot of books um talking to a lot of mentors meeting mentors through their work um dr miles Monroe is one of my biggest influence jim ron is one of them tony robbins uh dr leslie brown these are people that i learned from their work i've met them physically a couple of them unfortunately i didn't meet dr miles Monroe before he passed and these people inspired my work i am available on all social media platform My name, Bayonle Arashi. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, name them. And that's the little about me.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing because I want to make sure that everyone knows where to reach you, where to find you, because this conversation, as I mentioned, is very important. So let's get right into it. And what I want to ask you, because I'm a person that grew up without my mother and my father, and I was raised by my grandmother, so I understand how difficult, how painful it can be not having your parents around. So we're gonna speak about fatherlessness and why that is so rampant, more so maybe in some communities versus others. So what is the genesis of the work that you do when it comes to trying to bring awareness to what is going on with fathers who may not be in the household for a number of reasons?
0: Absolutely. Before I came into the States, um, I I never thought of it as a big issue, even though I've always seen uh, some traits of it in uh, the way some people behave, uh, some young men and the way they react in terms of their level of emotional intelligence. Uh, And of course, as an entrepreneur who has a soccer academy and I have a lot of young teenage boys coming to the academy to train and develop, and some of them, the way they behave. Uh, but when I uh, started my job, my work in the criminal justice system, um, it was a big eye opener. Uh, America is a big, 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 big country. Uh, the state of Texas in itself in terms of landmass is bigger than the entire country that I come from, Nigeria, in terms of landmass. Land um, so that was a big exposure for me. And when I started doing my work, I, I told myself I wanted to be more than a correctional officer. I wanted to be more than a prison guard as the callers. Uh, so I started studying the pattern um, because uh, as someone that is coming from a different profession as a broadcaster and now working in the criminal justice system, it's a totally opposite uh, experience for me. So I started studying that what's What is all of this about? Uh, Seeing men uh, more or less in a cage. That's the way I see them. And some of them can't seem to get out of it. Uh, Some of them keep repeating the pattern. Um, An average uh, uh, inmate in the state of Texas. I can talk about that because I work in that system. Does not realize how bad he is going until at least they are. Reincarcerated for minimum three times, Uh, so the rate of uh, recidivism is very high. Most of them start having a better understanding and start asking the questions after they've been after they come back like three, four times. And most of the time, I also observe after their 40th birthday, uh, when you see an immigrant uh, in their 40s, an image in their 40s, uh, you start hearing a different experience from them. Some of them are started doing time since when they were 16, 17, and this that was what drove my curiosity, and I, I kept asking myself and the inmates, what happened? And I and I observed that many of them, at least out of 20, uh, maybe one, uh, ever grew up with a father. Uh, so that is what I think uh, is the, the big, big issue that we have, especially in America. I can talk about America and Texas because that's where I work. That's my understanding. That's what I have seen firsthand, and also through books I've read as well, um, some of the mentors I've had in the past, I've also noticed that they mentioned them that uh, the system does not give any kind of support, any kind of protection to the male men uh, in America. Uh, Again, I said said America because I live here and I work there, uh, because just imagine all it takes for you uh, to probably be locked up is for somebody to accuse you uh, of a particular thing that that might not be proved immediately, uh, but you're going to be arrested and you're going to be put in jail. And only when you are able to prove uh, your innocence uh, is when you're able to make it up. But most of the time, you are not able to prove that innocence. So how can we stop this pattern? How can we stop uh, this issue? It is by teaching men how to find their purpose early in life, how to channel that youthful energy that every young boys have into something that will uh, most likely uh, transcend into something that can better their life, going to sports, learn a trade, uh, learn a vocation. And that's what my work is all has been all about. Going to uh, elementary, middle and high school, talking to young boys and girls and letting them know the importance of uh, uh, finding their purpose early in life. And why, if you are born here uh, as an American, I wasn't born here. I know how long it took me to be able to come out, uh, to be able to say, I want to work. Uh, so if you are born here with all that advantage, You should not make a mess of that.
1: And I'm going to piggyback on that and say that what I look for, if I'm talking about men and women in the household, is you want the support from the woman when you're raising your kids, and you want the strength from the man when you're raising your kids. And you want to divide that and say, hey, I can go to one person because they have this in abundance. I can go to the other person because they have this in abundance. But- When you have one of that dynamic out of the household, there's an imbalance. And now you're asking someone to do everything and single mothers and single fathers do a good job. But if you base it on the rates of those who are incarcerated, you begin to see a different picture. As you mentioned, you start to see that, hey, many of these inmates, they don't have one of the parents in the house. And in many cases, they don't have the father in the house where they can pull from that strength. And one thing I like to touch on when I have these types of conversations, it shows you the importance of having two people who are present. And by present, I don't mean that they're both in the household and they're not taking care of, they're not taking care of the kid. You want to be physically there, but you have to also be emotionally there. Yes. Sir. Spiritually there, verbally there and mentally there. Yes.